Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Questions and answers. Okay, so uh, welcome to a brand new type of podcast that we're going to be doing today. So we're going to start with a questions and answers podcast. We haven't uh, done this one before, but given the uh, pause in the EPL season and the fact that there's no actual games being played, um, we're not just going to make up random content. We thought, why not ask some of our listeners uh, what they're interested in, what questions they have, what uh, they want to know, and we'll provide our expert opinion as, as much as it's an expert. Uh, so why don't we, why do we go in that vein? Yeah. So, um, looking at the questions, a lot of them were very, uh, specific to, um, the current climate. Um, there were some that were very, um, general, which I think we'll create another show for, but, um, for this Q and a session, we wanted to focus on newsworthy items that are relevant to today. So question number one, how much money would be lost by the EPL and Liverpool if the 2019, 2020 season was canceled? So um, it's actually a great question. Uh, it's a question that I actually did some research for and I found. So uh, in terms of the EPL, there's some things we know, some things we don't know. Uh, one of the things we know is their broadcast contracts. So the EPL makes about £9 billion pounds per year. Um, and having played about three quarters of the season, if they canceled the season Right now, they'd effectively lose about a quarter of the $9 billion. So somewhere in the ballpark of about $2 billion. How does that's that affect crazy. me? That's, that's a lot of money. Um, and again, just keep in mind, we're only talking the EPL. We're not talking Champions League. So just the EPL would lose in the ballpark of $2 billion. That's on the broadcast contracts. That's what we know. EPL also has certain commercial partners that uh, provide the money what those contracts say, how much they're for, that's not general knowledge. So we wouldn't necessarily be able to provide input on that. But most likely, if you're not playing games, I would expect that some of those agreements would have riders or force majeures clauses that would say that they have to pay less or that it, they wouldn't pay for a period or something like that. So you are talking in the billions of pounds. So yeah, Liverpool, this- sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that there's a whole kind of worms that 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 starts to get open once you um, begin to explore either canceling this season or continuing with the season, right? Because you you have players' contracts that end um, June first, um, then you have sponsorships and just a whole bunch of criteria that are all specifically tied to dates, which are no longer applicable, right? Right. So in terms of Liverpool, so so there's yes, so there's the. Uh, other stuff as it were but there is more the money stuff so on the money stuff yes uh, liverpool would lose approximately 1.1 to 1.2 billion pounds a game which is what they get um because every single one of their games is broadcast million uh, in england sorry 1.1 uh, okay. million yeah sorry 1.1 to 1.2 million per game which is their extra amount that they get per game broadcast then they would lose uh, their share of the money that goes to every single team. So there's a number of different payouts that are all equal payouts. There's equal share, which is about 34 million pounds. There's a merit payment, which is where they finish. So they would have gotten 38 million pounds. Uh, there's international TV, which was 43 last year, is probably going to be higher because they signed a new deal this year. So you're talking about 50 million pounds. And then uh, central commercial, which is those other agreements that I was talking about. So you are talking in the ballpark of Liverpool's probably looking at somewhere in the ballpark of maybe 50 million just in broadcast. So that doesn't include match day where Liverpool uh, last year 
actually brought in 92 million pounds in match day revenue. So take away probably 10 to 20 million in that. So in all things, when you throw in broadcast, match day, um, and commercial, you're probably looking at near a hundred million dollars that they would lose uh, just straight off. And that doesn't include how much they would lose in Champions League. And that doesn't include for all the Champions League teams how they would lose. Because you know Champions League is much more lucrative than EPL. Yeah, and I'm sure that number can be offset by um, an amount that they're saving because they're not paying staff. They're um, not having to take care of some day-to-day expenses. But I'm sure it's nowhere near a fraction of that amount. So again, the primary cost that they have, which takes up the lion's share of their expenses, is player salaries. And as of right now, uh, they are still paying player salaries. Um, You're right. Uh, Back office staff, things like that could be cut, but you're not realistically saving a whole ton of money. Uh, Which brings us to the next question, which is should EPL or rather should Liverpool players be giving back some of their salary like other players have? So if you look at, for example, Juventus, uh, Juventus players gave back the equivalent of about four months of salary. Apparently, Messi has given back 70% of his salary for this year, which is a huge number that's being reported. I'm not sure it's true, but all the players have given back a percentage. We haven't heard anything from Liverpool. Do you think the Liverpool players should be giving up some of their salary? I'd be careful to to uh, include the word should because who am I to say that because you're earning a certain amount of money, you have to give it back in, in moments of crisis. I think we all have a part to play. And from what I've been reading, I think the Liverpool players have been doing their part. So I know Andy Robertson has been uh, pretty um, active with his, um, his endeavors, which he tries not to... Um, get any notice for and I'm sure the other players are doing the same thing and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is an arrangement to somehow um, give a portion back of their wages because let's be honest the players are not going to miss a portion of their wages and it's good PR for them anyway to do that so I wouldn't be surprised if they're already on board with some type of arrangement but we haven't heard anything so if it is a PR thing for the players to give back you know we haven't necessarily heard it and legitimately the club will need it because these clubs, I mean, Liverpool made a lot of money last year. They made about $100 million in profit, so they could potentially absorb some of this. But many of the other EPL clubs just don't have the ability to do that. So Liverpool players give back, not give back. Other teams, like for example, take a look at Man City. Man City is barely breaking even, even with all of the Saudi oil money coming in. Uh, do their players need to give back? Because otherwise they'll be in a negative position. Oh, so you're you're asking whether they should forego their wages or whether they should donate it to a good cause. Yeah, so I'm going with forego because donating it, I totally agree. I think donating it is a good thing to do. I mean, legitimately, you're not doing anything to earn those wages. You're sitting at home and, and whatever it is that you're doing watching Netflix. But um, the teams legitimately need these numbers to balance their books. So maybe that speaks to the healthy state of Liverpool financials, that they're not in as desperate situations as some of the other clubs where they don't have to mandate the players to forego a percentage of their wages, right? So perhaps that speaks to that as well. Yeah, so Liverpool is in a fantastic position. The assumption has always been that Liverpool was kind of hoarding its money for a big move this summer, which I guess opens up the next question that we have is given everything that's happened, do you think Liverpool will make a huge splash for someone like Mbappe this summer uh, with everything that's been going on? No chance. 
I think yeah. chances were slim even before this coronavirus um, um, came came upon us. But now, yeah, I, I just don't see Liverpool making a move like that um, in haste because it, it'll take something hasty in order to get someone like Mbappe in because who knows how long the transfer window will be open for and who knows when it'll actually open, right? And I just don't see Liverpool rushing things like that. I was even reading today that the Timo Werner deal is questionable. But again, I take that with a grain of salt, but I wouldn't be surprised if one thing that Liverpool has been known for in the past few seasons is they are very diligent with their transfers, right? So they don't pull the trigger unless they're 99.9% sure that this is the player that they want. Yeah, I would agree. I think Timo Werner has been uh, a target for a long time. I would say uh, Mbappe is maybe a flavor. I, I don't want to say a flavor of the week because he's one of the best players in the world. But he, he's, an, I, he's, he's I, a nice to have, right? So every yeah. every team would want him if the opportunity arose, right? Agreed. I think that's where it ends. But I feel like Liverpool has done a lot of work on Werner already, whereas Mbappe would be more of a... a in haste, like you say. So I would tend to agree with you. I don't necessarily think they would go for a big summer signing like that. I think they'd stick with maybe Werner and some other maybe smaller pieces and maybe shipping out someone like Shaq. But I don't think any huge moves, especially after this Corona thing. Yeah. Okay, so going on to another question, uh, what are the realistic options being proposed as to how to finish off the 2019-2020 season? So the 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 um, options being proposed um, again. This is assuming that the season is not cancelled, right? So if it's if well, it's, I mean, um, the season being cancelled is an option. So okay, so you want to include that as part of the options? Yeah. Here, so right? what do you think the realistic options are? Okay, so obviously one option is to cancel the season. Um, and by cancel, and you mean null and void. Nobody wins. Nobody gets relegated. Nobody gets promoted. Uh, Champions <laughs> right. League play teams are the same as they were last year. I mean, as, as you you describe it, I laugh because it's so ridiculous to even fathom. Because the consequences of that are are are. I mean, number one, what happens to all of the goals that were scored? What happens to all the records? What happens to all the, the players who got injured? What happens to all the red cards, the suspensions? What happens to the money that all the fans have paid, right? I mean, there's the legal ramifications are endless with that. So, so I almost don't see that as an option. And don't forget, there are players who have riders in their contracts about goals scored, right. minutes played, um, Champions League. So so famously, Man U, every single player has in their contract about uh, 25% of their contract uh, is right. taken away if they don't make Champions League. So canceling a season will have huge impact on players uh, not to mention the fact that it will have a huge impact on teams being relegated and teams being promoted absolutely so i think we can both agree that canceling the season outright uh declaring it null and void is not on the table yeah i would agree with that so the second option would be not canceling the the season but ending it right now so not concluding it which means that a system would have to be devised or they just say this is a cutoff as of this date and whoever's in the relegation zone gets relegated whoever is at the top gets um, um, the the league and that trickles down into the other divisions that in itself as well is problematic because you're not looking at momentum so a, a team could be um, let me get my math right um, 17th yeah. 18, 19, 20. yeah, so a team could be 17th, but on the way down, perhaps they haven't lost or they haven't won a game in, in 10. So they're on the way down. But a team like Norwich that has won quite a few 
games recently is on the way up. So who's to say that if we played the, the remaining nine games, Norwich wouldn't have overtaken whoever's in 17th right now, right? Yeah, so, so the other I, side I totally to that see... is, is the strength of schedule. So say a team like Norwich has played Liverpool twice, Man City twice, and all of a sudden they haven't played maybe more of the bottom teams. So they have an unfair schedule in that sense as well, don't forget. Right, exactly. Um, obviously, this season... Uh, more than any, there's no debate in terms of who wins. I don't think anybody would argue if the season was ended today without the remaining 9 to 10 games being com- completed, nobody would question Liverpool winning the league. So that's beyond question. We're, we're really talking about the relegation. We're talking about the Champions League. And and we're even talking about what happens to Man City, right? So are, are they going to uphold the two-year ban from the Champions League? Or what happens with that, right? Um, I don't, yeah, I, don't I would know agree. What, if, I think, if you had any thoughts think... on that. I think canceling the season, uh, not canceling, but ending the season early is very problematic. Um, so you're talking about teams like uh, looking at relegation uh, and teams looking at promotion. So there's already been talks of a number of teams already preparing to sue uh, if the team, is, if the league is uh, ended now. What I would say is one th- one team that nobody's talked about is Chelsea and Man U. So Man U find themselves in fifth place, three points behind Chelsea, who frankly, uh, I think Chelsea started out the year much better than they've been playing more recently. And so I think Chelsea is potentially at risk of falling out of Champions League and a team like, say, Man U, uh, despite the fact that I, I don't think they've been playing great, could argue that they deserve the chance to make a run at that fourth place. And they have the momentum with them. And they have the momentum. And on top of that, so don't forget, as I come back to, all of their players will lose 25% of their right. salaries if they don't make it. So, so you're not just talking about... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. And so, But you're not just talking about a team who might turn around and sue. You're talking about individual players. If you're um, a player on Man U who's basically take the chance to make it to Champions League next year and make the additional quarter of your salary is taken away, you might turn around and sue. I mean, these careers are very short. Their big money chances are very short. So maybe that might happen. So I think there's just so many. I think you look at uh, one of the ones that that I find interesting is you look at Norwich. I mean, we've talked about this before. Norwich is such a fun team to watch. They're great. Um, I really enjoy them. But what we're, who we're talking about this year is Pookie and Cantwell. And, not to not to say that other people who maybe watch more football than I do n- didn't know them last year or knew them last year, but they've become much more household names this year. And there's lots of conversations about if Norwich gets dropped, those two need to stay in the EPL somewhere. Well, I'm sure there's lots of teams in the championship who are thinking if we can get into the EPL and lots of players in the championship thinking, if I just get my chance in the EPL, I might be able to make that kind of splash too. So you're taking those opportunities away from those players as well. So I'm just saying like the EPL could be tied up in lawsuits from now till the end of time. Absolutely. And you you look at a team like Leeds that has been out of the top flight for who knows how long. I mean, this is a season where it now looks as if they were on their way to to being promoted. You, you, You cannot tell their fans, their owners, the club that this season is null and void or... Um, I suppose for uh, with this option, if if it's can if it's uh, cancelled without ending, then they'll be promoted. So they're probably hoping for that. Yeah, I mean, there's that possibility where you just call it, but then the teams that are slightly below them, maybe mm-hmm. one spot out. You know, if I were those teams, I wouldn't be happy. Absolutely. I would definitely turn around and say, you know, I I felt like I could get there. So again, I think there's just too much at stake 
in terms of relegation, promotion, all of that, not just for teams, but also for players. Um, and you take a look. Uh, I mean, also, like, so right now, if you look at the championship, uh, Bristol, um, you know, is in, in sixth place, seventh place, sorry, with 55 points. Preston is in sixth place with 56. So they're one point off. So there's no way Bristol City is going to turn around and be like, yeah, we were out of that playoff and we're fine. Right. You know, nobody's going to say that. Um, so they'll be upset. But then the other side is, you know, it comes back to the conversation we had for the first question of how much money will the EPL and Liverpool lose? They're losing a lot of money. The EPL would lose $2 billion if they didn't play out the rest of the season. And that's just too much money to give up. So Absolutely. that's why I think there's no way they can just call the season and say, these are all the games. Um, at the same I, time, I think there's no option in terms of bringing these fans back into the stadium. I think okay, it so would be a PR nightmare. Okay, so let's get to that. So um, the next the next options are f- to, to completely finish the season, right? And yep. the question now is w- either waiting until nobody is on lockdown anymore and we have stadiums full of fans and it's business as usual. Um, and the season just gets extended until it's finished because there'll be no euros this summer. So there'll be no other distraction. Right. So that's the best case scenario. So we'll just park that aside because I don't think there's any complications with that, except just hope essentially. Right. We're, we're really hoping for that to happen, but we don't really have a time scale. Um, completing the season behind closed doors. Now that. I'm going to ask you how that impacts the financials because the games will be played on TV, but you won't be getting the match day revenues, right? And then, of course, the atmosphere is gone. So what I would say is um, it is tragic that the atmosphere will be gone. If you don't think the atmosphere is important, uh, go watch one game live at Anfield and tell me that that isn't important. Uh, The fact that Liverpool don't lose at Anfield Uh, The fact that home teams win on a more regular basis says everything you need to know. So it would be a tragedy if it's played behind closed doors. And I can tell you that the almighty dollar doesn't care about that kind of stuff. Um, Teams on average make about 700, not on average, sorry, in total make $720 million from match day revenue, which means per week. So per match day week, they make just under $19 million. Uh, in terms of actual revenue for games broadcast, they make 250 million pounds. So you're talking about what, seven or 8% of the broadcast revenue. So for that amount, you're not going to risk getting people infected. You're going to play behind closed doors. Uh, I, I, I'm not a mind reader. I don't have a crystal ball. All I can do is follow the numbers. And I'm telling you, they're going to play behind closed doors for 93% of the revenue instead of opening it up for 100% of the revenue. Yeah, and and as a viewer, and okay, as a Liverpool fan, all I care about is for them to play the, the remaining one or two games that it will take for them to win the title, hopefully. But I wonder how much of that afterwards I'll watch if it's all behind closed doors. So if the, if the title is won and they have seven games left, I don't know, but you know, like I... I try to watch the preseason friendly sometimes and I just tune out. Right. And then I perhaps watch it back later at night or the next day if I just want to analyze some new, new team signings, but I can't see myself watching a game behind closed doors with no fans, no atmospheres, no goal celebrations. If we've already won the league. Right. But I suppose it doesn't matter because the, the, 
the um, viewership is already paid for, right? So whether I watch it or not is irrelevant. So actually, uh, you and all the other fans out there are very important. So that's a legitimate question that I was going to ask had the season continued, which is once Liverpool has finished uh, the title, they've gotten it all sewn up, it's impossible to catch them, will they still be broadcast? Because right now, every Liverpool game is broadcast, and as you recall, 1.1 to 1.2 million pounds. um, That's true. it, It gives them for every game broadcast in England. So they probably wouldn't be broadcast anyway. You would switch to a game like Norwich. You'd switch to a game maybe like Chelsea that actually has some implication. So there's a legitimate chance that people wouldn't have watched these games anyway. Um, you mean I will switch as the end user or the broadcaster? No, the because- broadcasters would switch. Okay, keep in mind that we're in Canada, so we have the zone and we have all the games, right? Yes, but I but again, when it comes to the money that they're receiving... Uh, the 1.1 to 1.2 million pounds that uh, Liverpool gets per game is for broadcast in England. They don't separate out the games that are broadcast around the world. So it's only who's broadcast in England. And Liverpool has done a great job, which is why they they made more money than Man City last year because they were broadcast so much more than Man City because they're an exciting team. This year, if you win it with, you know, eight games left, Will you still get broadcast? My guess would be that number would come down a little bit. So right. um, again, it would affect our income, but that would have happened either way. So again, my thought, and and you know, feel free to disagree. I think there's no choice. There is too much money to lose, and there's too many potential lawsuits for them to just end the season now or make it null and void. They will finish this season. And I also think at the same time, there's too much risk to have fans in the stadium. So I think they do it. Um, behind closed doors. And um, just to put out the last option that I've heard um, discussed today, which is crazy to even discuss, is possibly playing the team, uh, the, the, the last games out in countries like China that are now recovering from the coronavirus, ironically. So you'd have your full stadiums. We all know that the EPL has been desperate to move a part of the league over to the Far East for almost a decade now with Game 39. Uh, this may be an opportunity for them. I don't think it's feasible, but it's interesting that it's being discussed. So I think it's feasible in that, um, you know, if there's no virus there, then potentially they can move it. All they have to do is fly the players over and, and it would be okay. So from that point of view, physical point of view, it's feasible. From a money point of view, and you know I'm a, I'm a money guy, so it makes them more money. So that's definitely got to be on the table. I think it's kind of bonkers. But you never know. With money being what it is, they might turn around and do that because it's not just about the money you make this year. It's about the brand that you build for the future. And the EPL is fighting with, you know, La Liga is fighting with Serie A, is fighting with Bundesliga to get viewership in China. So maybe that's an option. I hadn't even considered it, but that's a really good point. I would potentially think that they might turn around and do it. Do you think the players would go for it? They wouldn't have a choice. I think they'd go for it, but I think the the greatest concern is the integrity. So for, for us, for Liverpool fans, we know that we just need at the most five games to win the league, right? So I, I don't mind if we go play on the moon. You know, we don't have to play at Anfield again. It'll be nice to win it in front of Anfield, but it's just a matter of time before we win the league. But for teams that are vying for top four, relegation, Champions League, um, Europe, they need to play in front of their home, home, home team or, or their home fans. So I would only see playing in... A country, we'll, we'll just say China, as opposed to playing behind an empty stadium, 
So would would you rather? So as a fan, because we're not going to be there in person, as a fan right. watching on TV, would you rather see an empty stadium or you would you rather see a impartial crowd in China? I would rather see a crowd, but they will not be impartial, and that's the disadvantage, right? So teams like Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea would have huge followings. Teams like Norwich, okay. Maybe they would have a little bit of support because they're now the, the the media darlings. But a team like okay, I don't want to Watford. Okay, there you go. A team like Watford probably have is like not six getting fans. anyone to cheer for them, right? So all of there would be like the wives and kids, and then one other guy who happened to read a Watford article. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, so so that's where the integrity comes into play. However, I'd much rather play in front of other fans, human beings cheering being involved in the game rather than an empty stadium that I'll just probably turn the TV off after a while. Well, isn't that what basically happened with the club world cup? It was played in a neutral country where let's face it. Everyone there was cheering for Salah because of his religion (laughs) and everybody else was completely unimportant. And the winner wasn't really that, you know, no, nobody was going for a team that much just because it was a neutral site. So it would be a similar type of atmosphere. Atmosphere, absolutely. Uh, well, and so okay, again, that was a that was a better atmosphere than nobody. Yes, I don't think I've even watched a game, a full ninety minutes in an empty stadium, and I don't plan to start anytime soon. So here's a crazy question: What if they went completely off the board and went to like a, a training ground or something and played the game in a training ground? <laughs> would that be like, just for the novelty of it? Would that be of interest? You know why it wouldn't work. Why? They wouldn't have all the camera angles. Oh, uh, you're right. That w- that will be the main issue, right? Because I've watched, uh, as I'm sure you have, you know, the under twenty threes play, and it, I have. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not the same. And it, and it feels like such a low rent production, but it's not that. It's just because they don't have the proper camera angles because the stadium isn't built up around it, and they exactly. can't get that like eagle eye view or the side yep. view from like thirty rows up. Yeah. Right. So, okay, so you're so. really relying on the commentator. He's 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 saying, "Oh, what a an amazing play! What a great goal!" And I'm thinking, yeah, "That was all right, right?" Yeah, like, like all you see it is from the one sideline angle. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I, I get you on that. Okay. So basically, what we're saying is the season will continue. Um, it will most likely be played uh, without fans, but there's an outside chance that they'll play in China, which would be interesting. But either way, Liverpool is going all the way. Um, it's going to happen. We're going to be crowned. Uh, because there's just too much money in the situation. So moving on to the next question, uh, and I legitimately don't know this other than assuming they have a treadmill. How do the players stay in shape during the break? So so I know that they all have their, their own personal um, training uh, routines. So it'll be very, very similar to when the Liverpool players took that two-week uh, mid-winter break or whatever you want to call it, right, where they all went to, to different parts of the world in groups, but they were under strict... Uh, training routines so they had to check in with with um it uh with with the trainers of Men- melwood every day and it, it wasn't really a vacation right so so i think it'll be something similar to that and i'm assuming that they all have some form of gym in their homes and um but i was also wondering that i wonder if that was a requirement all along that every player must have some type of um, gym equipment in their in their homes in their apartments because not all of them live in mansions there's quite a few of them who live in flats right so would they be using the 
the the communal gym are they still open or do they have to go and buy equipment or i I don't know what that process is like but but i know that all the players have their routines that they have to adhere to and, and check in on a daily basis so i do remember it's funny you say i remember hearing an interview with Klopp where he's talking about how during the break again not for corona but during the two-week break all the players went away that Klopp's preference was a you need to be somewhere that has the required equipment and b his preference was even if you're not with the whole team you're at least in small groups and we saw some uh, instagram videos youtube videos and stuff of guys practicing together so if you're saying that they're doing the same thing, which I guess makes sense, uh, more than likely there's some checking in at the very least. Maybe um, you can't see the trainer, but you're getting a schedule from the trainer or something like that to do on your own. And you're right. Like these guys have, you know, money to spare. So uh, if they if they need it, they'll get a gym in their home, whatever's required to stay in shape. Uh, because frankly, and this comes on to the next question, is do you think that the players will require for full-time preseason to get back to peak fitness once the games resume. Yeah, so I don't think they'll need a full preseason, but they'll definitely need some type of um, um, warming up process, right? So they've been out of regular football for what, three or four weeks now? I don't even Something like that. Something like that, right? So almost a month. And in that month, they've been maintaining their fitness, but there's no control over their diet. There's no, I mean, they're pretty much they're at home all day. They're not running. They're not playing full games, right? So, that that aspect of it, their endurance would have to be upped again. Um, but I don't see that needing a full preseason. I think maybe a week would suffice. And and um, with with the technology, especially in Liverpool, they would know the the players that are um, ready to get going for a full ninety after, let's say, a week's training. So or what I would say maybe, is first, yeah, sorry. Maybe ten days, maybe a week and a half. So I would say first, all of these, all of this, in terms of will they be ready, applies to everyone but James Milner, because yeah. I would assume he'd be ready to go like three days before he came out of the womb. Right. Um, that guy is just is uh, like the way he keeps his fitness is unbelievable. I think the players are probably have been instructed and they're aware um, that they kept their fitness up. I've heard athletes talk before, not just in football, but also in other sports about there's like fitness and then there's game fitness. So I think getting Mm. their game fitness is different than regular fitness. So I'm not sure that the first game or two, they'll be really ready to go. Uh, But more than that, I think we saw after the winter break, I think we've seen after kind of every break, the Liverpool players just seem to be lacking something. They don't seem to click quite the same way. So that's why I think a full preseason is very important, but there's no way they're getting it. I have to agree with you. I think it'll be a week, maybe 10 days, maximum two weeks, because you also want to finish the season. Exactly. So I think needs will trump, uh, needs of broadcast and finishing the season will trump player needs of getting back into shape. And I I think everybody will be in agreement that we're we're pretty much all on the same footing right so all of the teams for the most part will be out of rhythm and so the first official game will almost there'll be a lot of mistakes a lot of mistimed tackles but it is what it is right Uh, there's no way that they'll be able to afford playing friendlies before they actually play games yes but how does that affect teams and my argument would be it affects liverpool more because liverpool is all about 
timing is all about syncing up things like that and you look at a team like man U, who they've looked out of sync all year so them being out of sync because they didn't have enough practice probably won't affect them as significantly as it would affect liverpool well two things on that we were totally out of sync before this happened right so after the break after the two-week yes. break we looked com- like a completely different team and right. that's why we lost atletico yeah and then the other thing is i Again, go back to the point that we are in a fantastic position that, worst case, we'll need five games to wrap up the title, but most likely two, right? So, well, theoretically, we could lose every single game, and as long as Man City loses two, we're right. winning anyway. We exactly. can back into this pretty hard. Yeah. So, in in a sense, I'm almost satisfied that we. We, we were not still going for the quadruple or the treble or the unbeaten or all of those records we were going for because there'll be too much at stake and this would have caused too much disruption. Right now, I just want to win the league. And if it takes all 10 games, then let it take all 10 games. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I think um, at this point, you know, I think Champions League is done. We've talked about how will the EPL continue? And I think the answer is yes. I think there's no way Champions League continues. There's just no way to scr- cram all those matches in. Um, the EPL will continue. That's the only one that's really going to be handed out. Lord knows if they're going to keep the Carabao cup and the, uh, the EPL, uh, or the English uh, cup, but I mean, those don't really matter. All I want is I want to see Liverpool raise that title after a full season. I don't want to see an asterisk. I don't want to see anything else. I want to see that title. And I think we're going to get there. I think there's no way to stop that. Um, I think we'll look bad coming out of the break, but like you said, we only need two games. I think in the last nine, is it that we have something like that? Yes. And and it, it it kind of makes it more interesting because once we lost the Champions League, all we're going for now is a league. And if this interruption hadn't happened, it would have been a bit of a downer that, you know, all we have is to look forward to is nine games and most likely the last seven would be pointless, right? But now with all this intrigue and what's going to happen, it's kind of putting a little bit of excitement to winning the title. And what a celebration once we do win the title and once this coronavirus um pandemic is over it'll be a triple celebration in that case right yeah for sure and i'll be honest i'm actually kind of excited because with uh, everything else out of the way including like you said the treble the perfect season all of that i'm looking forward to seeing nabi Keita game in game out to see if he's actually worth liverpool i'm interested in seeing the young guys maybe neko williams getting a shot instead of alexander arnold like the team can do a few things in the last few games. I'm actually kind of excited to see that where before Mm -hmm. I was just so stressed about getting the perfect season, about winning champions league, about all of that. Um, I actually feel a bit of a weight come off. I just want that title. And then I want to have fun. That's right. And even just talking about these different options has made me look forward to once the, the, the games resume. Yeah. Like it's, it's exciting to look forward to and, and kind of having researched uh, you know, when the question came in, when we saw the question come in, you know, could they really end the season now? Everything like that. After looking at the money, there's just no way they're going to do it. I'm actually starting to get excited about the season again. Behind closed doors, doesn't matter. I want to see that victory. It'll kind of suck to win the league and have, you know, the cup raised in front of nobody. But that really won't matter. Like I just, it's been 30 years. It's time to like win it. And I'm I'm getting excited now. So like you, I can't wait. Um, hopefully this ends soon. I'm sure the players are in quarantine. I'm sure they'll come up with some uh, fancy uh, uh, quarantine requirements for them to continue the season. But the season's going to continue. Uh, the games are going to be played and we're going to be crown champions. And I can't wait. 
For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the ForensicCop.com website.